So uh, we are now live on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, and uh, streaming live on our website, lettertophilippi.org. It appears I didn't change the uh, information on the... Uh, let me see if I can do that. Do that while we we're actually... Oh, I can. We're we looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through six today a little shorter lesson than usual but uh, we're looking now to uh, to our conclusion of the book so that's been updated live so again this is Sean Emsley from letter to philippi.org the letter to philippi a new Messianic Jewish theological organization and focused on building a 21st century Messianic Judaism for the future and uh, we are coming to you live here on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, YouTube Live, and streaming live on our website, lettertophilippi.org. And we'll be looking, as I said, at living in union with Messiah from Philippians 4, 4 through 6 today. And we'll begin with a, a brief word of prayer, and then we'll go into looking at what Paul has for us today from his letter to Philippi. But Lord, you're good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for each day you give us to serve you. We thank you for each day you give us to study your word. We thank you for these holy words from your righteous servant, Paul, and help us to become more and more and more in Messiah each day as we study your word and seek to model Messiah each day. In his name we pray. Amen. So again, we continue this study through uh, through Paul's letter to Philippi. For those who are uh, new to our, our broadcast, we started this daily broadcast on June first of uh, June first of this year. So this is now our, I believe this is our our sixth week, our fifth or sixth week that we've been going through the Book of Philippians together daily, and uh, we come to you as I said on at noon on Pacific time each day, Monday through Friday here. So today we'll be looking at Philippians chapter four, the section I'm, I'm entitled living you with Messiah. And this, this, this class is based on my message commentary on Philippians, which was produ produced by Letterer press in 2019, which was published in 2019, actually July 1st. So this is, this is just, just past the second anniversary of the publication of my commentary on Philippians. So that is the basis for this class that we go through what, what I have in my notes from, from my research and also expanded teaching on that. Let me give me a quick step here. Okay. So today we'll be looking at Philippians 4, 4 through 6, which begins with, with the verse 4, which reads, Rejoice in union with the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Here Paul calls the Philippians in this famous verse to rejoice. Not as a temporary feeling or emotion, but as joy that has staying power based on their faith commitment to Yeshua. So, call, so, so Paul here, now after, after dealing with this issue of disunity in, in the community, verses 2 through 3, and confident that the leadership there 
will come in union, that the, the women voting in Syntyche, that they will resolve their conflict. And with the help of the other leaders like Clement, they will come together into unity for the sake of their own spiritual walk, their own walk in following Messiah, but also for the whole messianic unity to see a pattern of unity among the leaders. So after he's, he's dealt with this issue of disunity, Paul says, rejoice in union with the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And Paul here is, 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 is calling them to rejoice in the knowledge of their connection to the Messiah, the knowledge of the atonement earned for them by the Messiah and by the faithfulness of Yeshua to be there for them despite all the difficulties of life. That this call to rejoicing is not just a feeling or an emotion, but Paul is calling them to understand that they can rejoice despite the difficulties of life, the suffering of life, that they can rejoice because of their connection to the Messiah, that in knowing the Messiah, they can know real joy, joy that's not just a feeling, but a deep, a deep uh, connection to joy based on their faith, trust in the Messiah. This joy is not an emotion, but an authentic experience of God's faithfulness and this continued promise of, of guidance, revision, protection, and direction. This joy is a, an experience of God's faithfulness. This joy is not just, just an emotional, emotional feeling for them, but it is a deep-held deep held joy based on God's faithfulness that as, as God has been faithful in the past, he will be faithful in the future, and their joy, despite the suffering of life, can be in the Messiah and in the God of Israel who is faithful to them and through the Messiah has given them these mostly pagan Gentiles, new life is redeemed Gentiles following the God of Israel with faith trust in the work of the Messiah of Israel. The cause for the Philippians rejoicing is the good, good news. The Messiah will soon return and then they along with all the redeemed will enter the Messianic kingdom and the new life forever with Yeshua. This assurance of death's defeat guarantees the righteous eternal reign a Messiah will begin. So Paul, Paul here is calling them to rejoice in God's faithfulness and knowing that, that God's faithfulness includes the return of the Messiah, the, in, the beginning of, of the world to come, the beginning of, of the Messianic kingdom, and the beginning of life forever with Yeshua. So Paul here, despite despite the difficulties of, of life that they're living now is, as redeemed Gentiles standing in opposition to both their family family background, their community background, and even the state as, as they were as they were ex accepted and pronounced Yeshua as Lord rather than rather than the Emperor Nero. They were in op opposition from their family, from their community, from the norms of Philippian society, and also in opposition to the Roman authority as they called Yeshua Lord. 
They declared Yeshua as Lord, and in essence, with that declaration, declared that Yeshua is Lord and Nero is not Lord. That Nero is denied his place within their life as they have taken on a new, a new Lord Yeshua. So in this separation, separation, there, there's a, they, there's room for them to be deeply, deeply saddened, deeply hurt and depressed, and deeply separated from all that they knew before they came to know the Messiah. But in, in this, Paul says, rejoice. You have known the God of Israel. Your joy is based in God's faithfulness. And God's faithfulness includes that the Messiah will return. Death will be forever done away with his life eternal as will become the norm. And the Messianic kingdom will be, be here and new life forever with Yeshua will begin. So despite the sufferings of the world this you live in now, there is hope. There is cause for rejoicing because the Messiah will return. The Messianic kingdom will begin and all the sufferings of this world will end as the righteous Messiah returns and the eternal reign of righteousness will begin when the Messiah returns. And this, this assures that the death is defeated and that the Messiah is the one who brings life eternal. In verse five and six, we read, let everyone see how reasonable and gentle you are. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your requests known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Verse six is a, is a very memorable verse, a verse that many people have are familiar with. People have memorized this verse. This is a commonly quoted verse where Paul says, don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your requests known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I think we will focus on the first part, the don't worry about anything, and can can leave out the, the last part of the verse, the part, part of the verse that, uh, the concluding part, that says, make your request known by God to pray, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. In this verse, Paul here is teaching the Philippians about the importance of prayer as a source of breaking from worry. The great counter to worrying is to place all concerns on God in prayer. Dr. David Stern, in his, in his uh, Jewish New Testament commentary, made an interesting point that I had not considered before in looking at this verse, and it really, really brings real power to this verse. And as I said, I actually quoted this verse and spoke about Dr. Stern's commentary on this each time, many times throughout this, this study, as we talked about, about going to our, the website, letterphilippi.org, to put in a, a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. And Dr. Stern said, says here that he made the point that, that those who do not want to bring issues to God in prayer are showing pride in their willingness to release issues to God. So an interesting here in looking at this where Paul is calling them to bring their, all their requests to God in prayer. 
and petition with thanksgiving that he's calling calling them to understand their dependency on god their dependency their dependency on god and in and by bringing everything to god in prayer they are showing their full dependency on god for for many people they they look like well these are small things in my life i can take care of them myself you know the big things you know someone is ill you know there's a, a car accident there's some some uh financial financial issue well that's something we need to need to bring to god in prayer that's what we'll pray about but you know this this minor issue of life you know well i can take it on myself you know that i will step up you know i can do that i'll just bring the, the big big things you know you know the life and death matters to god but the regular everyday things but Dr. Sir makes the point here that in doing that, it's a sense of pride on our part that somehow we don't need God in everything. That that you know the little things we can take care of, but the big things we can turn over to God. That our dependence on God is not based solely on Him, and that we don't bring everything to God in prayer. And in doing that, there is there is a show of pride on our part. And as I said, the theme of humility runs throughout this book. This is actually a surprising teaching here that Paul gives us on, on pride and humility, is that in bringing everything to God in prayer, the small things, the big things, the really big things, we're showing our dependence on God, our knowing that God is the one who provides for all of our needs. What we, you know, when we don't bring things to God in prayer, we're in essence saying, well, I'm in charge of this area. You know that I'm I'm able to take care of this on myself. I'm not dependent on God in this area. You know I can do it myself. In essence, we we're showing pride in our fact that we're not we're not taking everything to God in prayer. Just as I said, just the big issues. You know, someone someone gets a word about you know uh, someone being in an automobile accident or someone someone a family member you know, in the hospital or something. But Paul's saying here that we need to understand our dependency on God, our dependency on God to bring every part of life to it, that every part of life is under God's control. Every part of life is, is dependent on him. And we, when we bring things to prayer, even the small, the small issues of our life, we show that we're dependent on him, not that we are somehow proud in our, ourselves saying I can do these you know I'll, I can do most things in life you know I'll leave the big things to God but this is but I will take care of things of myself the doctor sir really makes it makes a a surprisingly way of looking at this verse that's that folks folks that that usually just focuses on don't worry about anything as the on as the first part of the verse but really looking here at, at what Paul is speaking about in the, the second half of the verse, that make your request known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, that in doing so, we so, show our complete dependence on God, our complete understanding of his lordship over, over our lives, and our understanding that we are dependent on him every day, and that, that God is there for us, and in bringing him even the small issues of life, we're showing our our humble dependence on him that we are bringing to him 
everything in prayer. Paul is seeking and teaching, teach the about humility here to the Philippians, and us by example. In this case, to humbly bring all issues to God in prayer. The greatest act of humility is to lay all one's needs before God, knowing that He is the source of life and the true Lord and King. By bringing everything to God in prayer, we show our dependence on Him. We show our understanding of His Lordship, and we understand His source of life for us, that in all we do, He is our source. He is the one who brings about the resolution of our needs. He is the one to which we can bring all that we have. And in so doing, we show, show our dependence. We show our humble acceptance of him as our master and king. Rather than, as I said, said you know, having you know small issues, I can take care of them myself, and then I'll, I'll just bring the big things to God. No, Paul is calling us to understand, and Dr. Stern's commentary brings out brings out this this way of looking at it is that we show our dependence on God, we show our allegiance to Him and the understanding of His lordship and kingship by bringing everything to Him in prayer. So, even the small things in life, all that we have, we can bring to God. We show our dependence on Him, and not somehow that. That he is, he's like our backup source. You know, I can do most things, and if things are too big for me, I'll give God a call. You know, kind of like he is the, you know, he is our, uh, he is our nine nine one one line that everything that we can take on care of ourselves, we'll take care of it. But if something's really big, we call the nine one nine nine one one number for God. But no, Paul here is 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 teaching the Philippians. To understand their dependence on God every day, and in so doing, they, we show our humble modeling of the Messiah, our humble modeling of the Master, by bringing everything to God in prayer, understanding that He is the one who cares about us. He is the one who is the source of our life. He is the one who hears us, hears our prayers. And he is the one that we show our dependence on by bringing everything to God in prayer. So in doing this, we acknowledge the lordship and kingship of God in our lives and our dependency on the Messiah each day by bringing all that we have to him in prayer. It is in this time of, of prayer, supplicatory, of prayer, supplicatory prayer, that the Philippians can bring their most heartfelt needs and concerns before God. Simple supplicatory prayers, like the ones Paul is recommending the Philippians, would later be integrated into the daily Jewish liturgy, the Tachanun prayers. So we can see that in our in the development of of the the, the Jewish liturgical tradition, the practice of daily prayer amongst um, in the Jewish liturgy, in the Jewish prayer book. We see that there are the Tachanun prayers, the daily petitionary prayers that have become a part of, of the daily worship of our people. And this models what, what Paul is bringing about, that, that we need to come to God daily with all of our needs, and that even 
even the issues I said that are are not major issues, but just daily life issues. In bringing them to God in prayer, we show our true allegiance to God. We show that our true dependence on God and knowing that God is the source of our lives. He's the source of our, our being and he is truly our master and king. So in doing this, we see that we can show our true dependence on God. So, so these, these, these are some powerful words, powerful verses. I'll just read them and then we can have, we'll have a little wrap up of our time today. Rejoice in you with the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see how reasonable and gentle you are. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything. On the contrary, make your requests known to God by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So in our time today, looking at living you with Messiah, we see from verse 4 that, that, that Paul is calling the people of Philippi to rejoice in union with the Messiah, to rejoice in the faithfulness of God, rejoice in their knowledge of the Messiah, the atonement that he has offered to them, that they have become redeemed Gentiles, Gentiles who have come to accept the Messiah of Israel and the God of Israel, and now live and can rejoice in the faithfulness of God to them, knowing that the Messiah will return, knowing that, that death is defeated and new life is ahead of them in the world to come when the Messiah reigns. And this is their hope amongst the hopelessness of the world they live in in opposition to their family, the society as general, and even the Roman government as they call Yeshua Lord rather than Nero Lord. In verse five, we see Paul's calling the people to be reasonable and gentle and to, to be examples of those who are, who are followers of the Messiah and those who are looking forward to the nearness of the Messiah's coming, that they live each day in anticipation of the Messiah's return. And in verse six, we saw the words, so don't worry about anything. Again, giving them comfort in God's faithfulness, comfort in knowing that despite the difficulties of life, the life that they have, that they are have a hope in the coming of Messiah that the Messiah will come, the world to come will begin, and they can have certainty of this, and to, they are to live in expectance of that, of that appearing of the Messiah. And finally, in, in verse six, which is a very familiar verse, he tells them to not worry about anything and to focus on, on living lives without worry, based on the faithfulness of God, based on their knowledge of the, of the Messiah, based, based on their, their awaiting the coming of the Messiah, the return of the Messiah, and the entering of the, the life eternal. And also, at the second half of the verse, the Paul is calling the people of Philippi, and us by example, to bring everything to God in prayer, that 
that as we bring even the smallest things of life, every every petition we bring to God, we show our dependence on God, and that we show we understand His Lordship in our life, that we show our our humble dependence on God, our humble acceptance of Him as our Lord and King, and our acceptance of Him as the one who is truly is the ruler of our lives, and the ones that we humbly follow and humbly model Messiah. And we also see here that in our Jewish tradition, there are the Takadun prayers, the daily petitions that go through, go through the basic issues of life, these basic things that, that are a part of the life of, of each of us. These prayers that are, are said daily to, to remind us of our dependence on God and remind us of his faithfulness that we can bring everything to him. And as, as we see from Dr. Stern's comments that in so doing, in bringing everything to God in prayer, both the small things in life, the, 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 the big things of life, we show our, our dependence, we show our understanding of who God is and know that he is the one who is our provider. You know, we are not, you know, we are not on our own. We have the faithful God to be there for us. And we show our dependence on him by bringing everything to him in prayer. So as we, so this concludes our time today, we will have a closing word of prayer. And then as I, as I've said before, this verse is, is so important. And we have, we have our, our prayer request uh, section on our website, letter to philippi.org. If you have anything that needs, to, needs prayer about, both big or small, I want to be praying for you. I want to share in, in your, your needs to show that all of our dependence on God each day. Oh, Lord, you're good. We thank you for these words from your righteous servant, Paul. We thank you, Lord, that we have new life because of Yeshua. We thank you for these words from your righteous servant, Paul. Help, it, Lord, help us, Lord, to become more and more in Messiah each day. Help us to go forth understanding that we can rejoice even in, in a world that, that seems to be falling apart, knowing you are faithful and that we will soon see our righteous Messiah and know that life eternal. We thank you for your love. We thank you for Messiah Yeshua, who is our life, both now and forevermore, in whose name we pray. Amen. So thank you for watching the Letter to Philippi live broadcast. As I said, we are available Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time. And uh, we are an initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messian Jewish theological organization. You can find out more at lettertophilippi.org, where you can fill out our contact form, ask any questions. You can uh, see past, past recordings or on our teaching page. Our resources page has a link to purchase my Messianic commentary on Philippians. There is the, our prayer request form. We want to be praying for you. You can make a contribution to our work on our giving page. 
support this work financially. And uh, you can also find out about other initiatives that we have at lettertophilippi.org. And uh, that will conclude our time today. And, and for those who, uh, who uh, listen to podcasts, we're available on Apple Podcasts. Just go to the podcast app and search for Letter to Philippi. And we are also on, on other, uh, other podcast distributors, including Google Podcasts, Podbean, and others. So just check those out if you, if you use, uh, use Android phones, you can find us on uh, Podbean and Google Podcasts. So uh, that will conclude our time today. Thank you for watching. My name is Sean Imsley. I am your, your teacher here, and I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, this new Messian Jewish theological organization. And Letter to Philippi Live broadcast is our first initiative of this new work. So uh, thank you for your time with us. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, which is Friday, which will be our our concluding, concluding class together for this week. And uh, we will be uh, continuing with verses 7 through 9 of Philippians. That Paul's call to stand firm in their faith. So Paul will be calling the Philippians to stand firm in their faith and us by extension. So we'll be looking at that tomorrow. And uh, thank you for watching. And again, all of our uh, recordings are available on our website at lettertophilippi.org, or you can find them also on the platform that you're watching this on. Thank you and have a nice day. Shalom.